right, hello, and thank you for listening to another podcast of the Gospel Rescue Mission. I am today sitting in my office with Jim Eldred. Did I pronounce it right? That's correct. Eldred. And Jim has been with us for some time now. He is our, um, what, what is your official title? Oh, kitchen coordinator. Right? Kitchen coordinator. Which, uh, that yeah. works. He's, he's the, he is the, uh, he's been the, the savior of the food, all things food um, in, here in, in uh, the, the mission. We've had some really great, um, great meals, great experiences for the guys that have come in and are working in the kitchen. Um, you also kind of, you know, you've got one eye out on our garden, which is expanding right now at, at an exponential rate <laughs> and, uh, and, and all those kinds of things. And I just thought there's probably a lot of people who are listening to what we're doing, you know, and listening to our podcast who may not know and may not realize how important the food is to a part of what we do. Um, food has always been um, a big deal for the Gospel Rescue Mission. We do, you know, food, clothing, shelter, gospel. These are the, the four things that are big and not necessarily in that order in any of them. Um, but, uh, but food is one of the, the legs, the main legs of what a Gospel Rescue Mission does. And, um, and so it's been just a, a delight to get to know you and work with you. And I thought, you know what? I'll bet you other people would like to know something about Jim, too. So uh, maybe, Jim, uh, start, with, uh, start us out with um, kind of uh, how long you've been here uh, with the mission, how long you've been in Grants Pass, Maybe throw out a few of the many hats that you've worn. Um, you know, I know maybe, maybe people go, Jim Eldred. Wait a minute, that's that boat that I'm cheering for in Boat Nick or whatever. I don't know. Throws out there. Yeah, that's true. I drove. I drive R35, a, a, a blue green boat. Um, I was born in Medford, raised here in Grants Pass, moved here in 1964, and uh, moved away after high school and and joined the Navy and experienced uh, the world by way of the Navy. Boy, that's a great um, way to do it. Yeah. yeah. And then when I got out of the Navy, I came back to Grants Pass and started a family. I talked to my granddad about going to work at a mill, and he said, no, no, you don't need to do that. If you did that, you'd be like us and here forever and ever. You continue doing with what you're doing, and you'll see the world, and that's pretty much what has happened. Um, I never formally trained. I worked at almost every every uh, restaurant in Southern Oregon in its day. Um, I started out as a 12-year-old boy working in the cellar at, at uh, the Riverside Inn. We're wow. getting paid out of Bill, Chef Bill Dunn's pocket, you know, just uh, to do peeling shrimp and working a couple hours. And then I got to work on weekends a little more. But, uh, and then when I turned 14 years old, I always laugh about I got my green card and it was literally a green card to where I could go upstairs and work in the kitchen. Wow. That was legal. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but I uh, did work my way through high school and, and joined the Navy and after the Navy I came back home, started a family, worked around and then I finally moved away. I had two little girls, I was a single parent and uh, the struggles of that I appreciate all single parents out there. 
um, it is probably one of the most difficult things I've ever done in my life. Sure. Um, and then I met my wife, who we will be married 30 years in July in North Platte, Nebraska. And she took me down to Houston, Texas. And I always wanted to be a chef, didn't know the avenues. I had the skills, had the skill sets and stuff. And uh, worked at Raveno Country Club for a little more than a year. And then I, then it really helped me. I went to the Four Seasons. Wow. And that's where I got, I worked through the brigade system. I was hired by um, the Four Seasons' first female chef, uh, Susan Weaver. And then, and then after her was Bernardi Berra. And then it changed to the Omni Hotel, which really gave me a, an appreciation of what a great team I worked for there. But uh, moving on, you know, had a couple more children and, and uh, again, started my traffic movements around the country. About every two years, I would load up the family and we'd move on to another expedition of being a sous chef and executive sous chef and a chef. And that was pretty much my uh, young career and did it for you know like 35 years or so Ooh. and uh, <laughs> and then when I moved back here my uh, I came here because we had a new hospital my wife was a nurse and is a nurse at, at Three Rivers Hospital and then I uh, started a fishing rod company um, it kind of changed my passions. My passions, my kids' passions ended up becoming my passions. Okay. And then, and then raised my children, had a state champion wrestler, have a, have, have a young man that's finishing up this year of college at Southern Oregon University. And then, um, you kind of helped coach wrestling for a yeah, while. With I all helped that. With, yep. Yeah, I helped with the team. I that's did great. my fundraising. And I, I admitted, a, um, um, Jack Straw, who works here at the mission, and Jack and I had followed our children off to camps and ball games and all that kind of stuff, and and then kind of after our children graduated high school, we kind of went our separate ways. Well, last year, Jack gave me a call and said, "Hey, Jim, I got something for you." <laughs> I go, "What do you got?" <laughs> That is so funny. This is now, this is a part of the story that I had no idea is the connection with Jack and you guys. Right. Jack is such a contagious guy. You know, you know Jack is the single long, I, none of us on staff ever knew Walt Fixo. Jack knew Walt Fixo. Right. He, Jack knew the guy the guy that started this whole thing and knew everybody involved. I mean, Jack's kind of like the the in and out uh, behind the scenes, little mover and shaker behind this place in so many ways. That's great. And I, he had never introduced that to me. He had wow. never brought it to my attention. We saw each other at ball games, whether basketball, football. Um, and then he said, I, and I go, well, like, what do you got for me? He says, I think I got you a job. And I said, a job? <laughs> at this time, you know, I was a year ago, I was, you know, Pretty much semi-retired to retired, doing a bunch of fundraising for the football team or the wrestling team, um, doing fundraising for we're members of the Grange and Rogue River, where my aunt manages, and our sons, even Jackson, we they they were in scouts together and wow. and they yeah. accomplished their Eagle Scouts, and 
I, after all those years, for about 15 years, I finally, my wife and I separated ourselves from all our fundraising. It was an exhausting part of our life, but sure. it was so, so good for our soul. And I, and I really have been, my wife is a lot more than I, um, as far as the Christianity goes, because I've worked nearly every Sunday pretty much my whole life. Sure. And, you know, with Sunday brunches and, and all the uh, uh, holidays I worked and, and just working, you know, with a day or two off a month was pretty much my livelihood. And I never really was able to, uh, to explore further into that part of my life. So I did a lot of fundraising and stuff to, to fill my soul. Well, this came up and I spent about two months interviewing for the job. I interviewed Ken, Ken interviewed me, and, and he, and in a lot of ways he was trying to talk me out of coming here, <laughs> which I really respect now. At the time it was frustrating, but, yeah. but when I got the job, I, I really understand um, the value of all the employees here, all the staff. Um, it's, it just, it's a really a tight group, yeah. and we're very open to one another. Um, we don't necessarily hang out when we're not working, but, but we, uh, we communicate real well and I really enjoy that. Yeah. And, and it's changed my whole life. This, I started a year ago in the end of July and this has been a life-changing experience for me. Yeah. I've been able to get closer, closer to Christ. Um, I, 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 everything I believed in, but didn't understand. Sure, sure. And, and it, my understanding is progressing. Good, good, good. Well, you know what? It's, it's, um, it's been fun watching you grow over the last year here with us. And, and, and uh, you and I have had a lot of just great conversations. Uh, I mean, where we dig in deep. We come in, you know, we come maybe from um, maybe somewhat different political perspectives and, and, you know, angles at different things and, and different religious perspectives and angles. But that's true for almost all of us here on staff in some way. And what's great is that we come here and we've got this one focus that we, we all hit from different angles. It is how to get somebody to move from the broken place that, that sends them to a mission to a place where they become independent and they're they're their own person again. They've they've reconnected with themselves and with with society and and with certainly with Christ along the way and 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 all these things we we work and focus in in that in, in every different angle and it's been so it's been so great to watch what you bring to the table. And I, I really think your experience in the kitchen has been so critical. It's, I mean, it's certainly not just that. Just your life experience in general has been profound for these guys. But, uh, but your experience in the kitchen, because you're so, you're so good at understanding the team dynamic and helping people work together 
as opposed to, you know, everybody wants to be the boss. Everybody wants to be the head chef. Everybody wants to be a something. Um, you, what do you, how do you do that work? I mean, when, when you got, you got somebody who comes in and they come in you, they go, Oh, I know I've, I've worked in kitchens before. I know exactly what to do and, and everything. And I'm going to, I'll be your head chef, you know, or whatever, <laughs> you know, you, you say you have some of the best conversations with these guys. Talk about some of that. Well, for the most part, I just try, instead of being the chef, I look at it in different, a different um, attitude. Probably a couple of things that, that I treat differently than, than when I was the chef, and, and I've worked with some great ones. And, you know, like I said, Susan Weaver, Bernardi Baird, Tim Keating, Guy Hewlin, um, um, Hans John was a great chef at the Woodlands. Um, the guy could, was was a mass production chef. I mean, he was just he, incredible. But they all were incredible. And even the sous chefs of Rampa Truska, who was in Dubai working at the Ritz Carlton, is now in, sure. in New York. Um, and he's younger than me, and he was a mentor of mine, and that was that was an incredible experience working with him. To Rodney Reitenberg, who who passed away with the hotel that he was a chef at in Haiti during during their uh, um, the hotel came down on him um, wow. during the earthquake down there in Haiti, and so there's a lot of experience. And and Michael Hornsteiner, I still talk to Michael all the time, and. He was one of the chefs in Atlanta during the Olympics, and uh, he was an executive sous chef under Bernard Ibera, who's down at Terranea in, in, in L.A., and um, Tim Keating's in Florida. He worked at uh, Flying Fish, if you've ever been there in, in uh, Disney World. And these are really, really great people, but they were hard, hard on me, and that's the nature of the business yeah. um there is no corners cut or anything like that so to get with these guys i really don't give them my resume i really don't tell them who i am and what i'm for the most part i just try to earn their trust yeah and i think that's the foundation of of, of how i approach it is trying to get to build a team, they have to trust each other. They come from a world, for the most part, in a world of crisis. Yeah. And in a crisis world, trust is very, very difficult for them to truly understand. They built this, this huge barrier around them. And that's probably the first thing that I really start working on them is not so much trusting me, but trusting their fellow man in the kitchen. Yeah. And uh, once they start working and that happens it, it's a pretty incredible feeling and an experience to watch yeah because i don't treat them as an employee right i treat them as that working in the kitchen is their responsibility for this house yeah and for the women's house they cook and prepare the food and that's their responsibility Others clean the restrooms and the showers and the floors and maintain the garden that work at a couple of our outlets at Booth Street and, and uh, Second at Second Chance, Chance. Yeah. correct. Um, and amongst several other things that we're involved sure, in, you sure. know, we, we donations, God bless this community. You know, I grew up in this community and I never knew 
what a giving community this is until yeah. I came here. Yeah. yeah. I, I experienced some of it, you know, fundraising for, for the wrestling team and working with a lot of the community, but not at the level of, of what I see here at the Gospel Rescue Mission. Agreed. I totally agree to that. I can't, I can't say enough about, about the, the kindness and the generosity that just pours out towards. <laughs> and it's, it's funny because this, there's, this, there's this battle in the, in the public, in the realm of public opinion, and it really, it really comes from there's this group that, that basically wants to, wants to castigate Grant's Pass as being this, they're criminalizing homelessness. They're doing, you know, you know they're, they're, they don't care. They're, they're, they're not caring about the people in need. And I'm going, open your eyes, look around you. This is the most ridiculously generous group of people I have ever seen. I, you know, working with multiple, I work with, with probably 17 different nonprofits here in Grants Pass, Christian nonprofits, all of them supported, none of them taking tax dollars, all of them supported from the community. And we have things like pregnancy care centers, we have, we have uh, uh, Christian schools, we have things that deal with uh, you know, hearts with a mission, dealing with you know, broken youth and everything, Joe's place, we've got, we've got all these different uh, uh, community bridges, We've got all these different things that are that we're trying to reach out. The Rock Food Pantry, uh, certainly uh, Grants Pass Gospel Rescue Mission, and every one of them, every one of those organizations, as far as I'm concerned, is a world-class organization. How are they doing that here in this little tiny Grants Pass? You know, 30,000, 36,000 people, however many we have and everything, and yet we do it. And, and every day we do it. And, we, you know, it's... And it, the truth is, is even, I mean, we get support even from outside of Grants Pass. There's people that are, you know, across the United States uh, that, that donate to us because they either have heard about what we do or they, they you know, they, they see the model, whatever. They, they believe in what we do and they, they donate to us. But, but Grants Pass itself is just generous and kind and caring. And, and I, I've never met. I've never met somebody in Grants Pass that wasn't that way. You've got to be, you've got to plug yourself into Grants Pass to be a part. You've got to be part of Grants Pass to want to, to, to be a recipient of what Grants Pass does. But, but if you are, my goodness, man, I mean, you're in a, you're in a place where the generosity just doesn't seem to know. A, 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 you, can't, you can't judge the depth of the generosity that comes through this community. It's amazing. Probably... One of the outside, outside of the the um, residents, and and how they touch my heart and have changed my life, is the fact that you know we open we open up the the dining room and the kitchen for Thanksgiving and and uh, Christmas uh, Christmas, and we get a a bunch of volunteers and this was my first year to experience it and. Even now, I get emotional thinking about the volunteers that come here and spend their holiday away from their family for these couple of hours to sit and dine and and serve and help in the kitchen, in the dining room. And 
Sometimes they bring their whole family with them. I know. It's bring, amazing. It is yeah, amazing. Great. And it is, it's touching. It yeah. touches you. And if it doesn't touch you, you, you must not be paying attention <laughs> yeah. because yeah. you work so hard for this moment. And then you go to serve and they're just eager to help. Yeah. And I just tried to say, relax and enjoy this. Yeah. You know, this is not a soup kitchen where I'm going to sit there and make you work, 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 work. No, these residents are really good people. Yeah. Now, there's always a few people that aren't. But for the most part, they're good people that just ended up in crisis yeah. in one way or another. Yeah. And it could have been a divorce. It could have been I lost my home. You know, I, yep. it, and it, it, I lost my children. I don't know where to go, what to do. It's not all drugs and alcohol. It and even is when it, so even broad. Even when drugs and alcohol are involved, a lot of times drug and alcohol, drugs and alcohol are just the symptom of what of the result of those things. You know, I went through a divorce and and. Well, I didn't know how to deal with it. So I started drinking, you know, and then drinking led to drugs or whatever. But but it was really it was the the shock and awe that I didn't know how to deal with when my when the one thing that I valued more than anything, my my marriage just came crashing down. And it was like and, and I felt like a failure or whatever. And so even when it is drugs and alcohol, you, you just see that it's it's not just drugs and alcohol. Right. It's. It's, uh, you know, we get, we get plenty of our drug addicts. We get plenty of alcoholics and everything, but it certainly doesn't make up all of who we, oh, who we no. serve here at all. Yeah. No, it doesn't. And, and there's some great success stories, even yeah. in the last year that I've been here. Yeah. You know, I, we've got Franz. I'll use him as a great example. Ooh. I saw him this morning next door at The Rock, and he's just smiling and having a good time, working, giving back, giving back to what... Yeah. what got him to where he's at today. You know, Franz is one of those guys that uh, he has no idea that we're going to be talking about him here. But uh, but I work with him over at The Rock. And and of all the volunteers that I have that just come in and do and work for free, that come in and put in, I don't have anybody that outworks that guy. I don't have anybody that works harder or longer. He comes in. He he is willing to come in. He would work five days a week for me if I if I had five days a week worth of work for him. That guy, uh, he and I have gone out and done home deliveries uh, where we we started we started eight thirty in the morning and we don't get done till two and two thirty in the afternoon. Where he and I were the only guys out there doing yeah. it, you know, some days and, and and everything. And and at the end of the day. He's, he's thrilled. He just, you can see it. He receives such a satisfaction from doing it. And it's the doing it and the satisfaction that comes. That's it. He's not, he's never once asked me for a penny. He's never once asked me for to hire him. He's just happy to, he's like, and he just tells me, you got to spend your time doing something, Brian. Uh, I, I might as well just be giving back. I love just giving back and reaching out to the community. And, uh, what a great guy. But even further than that, I mean, the, the, the community, I mean, I've talked to a few of the restaurants and stuff. If somebody comes through and I've got a couple of guys' jobs at the restaurants, at um, Tap Rock and the uh, um, Hispanic restaurant, the Mexican restaurant over in, in the Allen Creek Plaza. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and even right down the street here at G Street, you'll see a lot of our residents that walk out of here. Yep. And at, at one time before the the coronavirus, 
um, impacted the community and still does. We had almost half of the um, residents here were working. Yeah. They had full-time employment. That's part of being a in the uh, gospel rescue mission. Yep. And you see guys that work hard. They they leave. They come and pick up their sack lunch in the morning at, at, at in the kitchen. And then they come in for dinner in the evening yep. um, and do a full day's work. And there are several of our uh, locals that rely on us yeah. to fulfill their positions, their employment positions. Yeah, we've and even with the coronavirus, we still in our, our men's facility here, uh, we've we've probably got still at least 20% of our men still working for us. Right. Them. Well, I mean, that's because amazing. a lot of them during this time have graduated on and been able to to find their own place. And yeah. they still have their jobs. Yep. And, you know, it's... it's and they, it's an incredible thing to experience. It's yeah. probably the, I say I've worked in some great kitchens, yeah. but this is probably the most fulfilling job I've ever had. Wow, wow. Well, you know, I, I gotta tell you, um, Jim, we've had a lot of, we've had a lot of kitchen guys. We've had a lot of really talented kitchen guys uh, to, to try and run that facility. Uh, to try and run our kitchen, and it takes a lot to run our kitchen. Can't, I've tried to do it. I've done it personally, you know, for a number, for you know, off and on for a number of years. Um, Ken, even uh, uh, our executive director, has come in and tried to do it, you know, for a while. Um, and uh, as we've tried to get our head around, what does it take to make this thing work and flow and everything? And I really can honestly say that during your time here, I have got the least amount of complaints about food. I've got the I've gotten zero complaints about about you know interactions with you or anything like that. I mean, I'll I definitely uh, have. This used to be uh, how are we going to figure this this system out, and whatever it is that you're bringing, you know your 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 methods. Your personality, God has got you here in this time, man, and I'm I'm convinced of that. I think you're right. I, you know, my fairy dust, if you will, is probably <laughs> empowering the gentleman to make a mistake, yeah. and I don't come down on them. Now, if there's times when you know they're just way out of out of touch or out of reach that you you have to come down on them, but for the most part, you know, you just I just I went through a class of empowerment through the uh, El Conquistador Hotel in Tucson, Arizona, and, and the executive chef, I was the executive sous chef, and myself went through this empowerment program, and uh, it was it was life-changing in itself, just to, cause, because we're so thumb on their head, the old school in the kitchen, thumb on your heads, yeah. the Gordon Ramsay mentality and it was true i mean that's how kitchens are ran yep and uh for us to go through that program we had look at each other and laugh and as the class went on through the weeks um we started to understand it a little better and was able to bring it to our uh into our uh, uh managing um criteria and i'm telling you it was it, it, and it's worked out because I just manage these guys. I don't employ them, and I am not their boss as much as they 
think I am. Right. I just stand back and let them make mistakes and try to correct it and make sure that the mistakes they made and, and really watch out for safety for them to where, you know, nobody gets injured or, or sick or, you know, and right. they all are card carrying um, Oregon Health cards the, so the, the they understand cards yep. food service cards they yep. under so they understand the program so you know when they make a mistake and i and i bring it to their attention they understand it they they've been trained yeah. through the state of Oregon on this yeah unbeknownst to them right but it it really works yeah. and you know you can pat the back of the Oregon State uh, Food Service Program also. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, and that's that's the kind of thing that, you know, I mean, when people go, well, how, what's your success? Why are you so successful in the kitchen? Why Or why are you so successful at getting people jobs and stuff? Well, because I'm giving, we're, we're giving them something in the activities here that transfers to real life work. And so if you looked at if you looked at like employment opportunities here in Grants Pass and everything, um, you're going to find them in the service in the service areas. You're going to find them in retail areas. You're going to find them in um, in, you know, maybe in some in manufacturing areas and stuff like that. Um, those are kind of the three biggies here in, in Grants Pass. I know everybody wants them to learn, you know, and want, wants our guys to learn construction and welding and all these other things, which are all good trades, but that's not what's booming here in Grants Pass and where the majority of hiring is being done here in Grants Pass. The majority of it is being done in those other three areas, which also happens to fit. I don't have to, I don't have to do anything new to make that happen uh, to, to train them. When they come in to the Gospel Rescue Mission, when a resident comes in a men's house or woman's house, they immediately are, are getting, uh, they're, they're immediately added to our housekeeping program, which by golly translates really well into housekeeping at a hotel or motel or school district or something. You know, they're learning, they're learning indoor cleaning, you know, skills and, and you know, proper cleaning care. When they, when they come in, and, and a lot of our ladies and some of our guys go right into, you know, get hired at one of the local hotels or something. When we get... Um, or even the resorts up in the mountains. You bet. Yeah, you know, yeah, the, exactly. Who would we have the... Yeah. Franz, the gentleman that Franz went buddy the, went up to Hyatt Lake. Hyatt Lake, that's right. In, yeah. You know, he worked in the kitchen and, and, and then... Uh, Went up there to work in the uh, housekeeping. Yeah, I was division. just talking to Jade Crane not too long ago. She's she's uh, one of the head housekeepers up at uh, one of the hotels up at the top of town here and stuff. I think La Quinta or something uh, up up there. And she she was like, "Yeah, I do the same. Th- I learned. I put into practice the same things that I was doing." At the mission, you know, and stuff. And then, you know, I can't go to a, uh, a restaurant just about anywhere here in town without, you know, hearing from behind the kitchen if they see me somewhere behind there, whether it's from the dish pit or something, you hear somebody yell, hey, Brian, you know, and wave to me. But those are real life experience going through this coronavirus. We have none that have came came through here. None. Nobody's been tested. We we follow follow um, the CV, the. The CDC's, CBCs yep. and and you know our chemical program as far as keeping the place clean, yep. keeping ourselves clean. We encourage them to shower once or twice a day. Yep. You walk in the mission, you immediately get your shoes sprayed, you immediately get soap on your hands, 
And that's for everybody, everybody. even myself. Yep. I make a point of not just going through the back door of the kitchen as I could. I try to make a point of going in and, and let everybody see that I go through the same program. Yep. It's not a hindrance. That's right. It's just Well, and especially good when, we're seeing, when we're seeing, you know, you see across the country, I saw an article from Boston about... Uh, how um, you know, 88% of their of their the residents in the homeless shelters there came down with coronavirus. You know, ha- have coronavirus. Same with uh, San Diego had something like 60% of one of the one of the homeless camps there or something like that. We've got zero. I don't even have anybody with a common cold right now. Right. I mean, since this thing came out, I don't have anybody that's got a flu. I don't got any. You know, we, we're. We're in such a good spot right now, and it's because we just practice good hygiene here. Because we're, I mean, we're different than the average homeless shelter in that sense, and, and even different than the average gospel rescue mission, frankly, in a lot of ways. And that has really helped set us apart. Um, and and you know, both I think that's in part why the community is so giving towards us is because we've taken that gift. And we've really honored it. We've really tried to be, you know, respectful to, you know, what we we're serious about what we do. We want we want to not just be wasteful with that gift. We want to take it very seriously and treat it very professionally um, in in every way. And um, I mean, we may not we may not bat it out of the park a thousand times. We don't always answer the phone as well as we ought to, or emails as well as we ought to. Um, but we sure do our best, and and uh, and we're always when we don't, we're aware of it, and we're trying to correct it, you know, and that's important. And when we, and another thing, just to f- let everybody here in Grants Pass know that when you make a donation here, it, you'd be surprised how much goes back into the community on those donations. I mean, if we if we have and just like with the rock next door, you know, we're not just for the homeless. Um, We really reach out to to people in need and we'll resolve anybody's crisis in the best way that we can. I mean, if we can't do it right here, then but we'll be sure that we can feed them, clothe them and make sure that they can get through a short period of time and, and just a leg up and boy that's honoring to be able to do that yeah i agree with that you know we've we've definitely you know our thrift stores all all the proceeds go back to feed this place to 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 keep the lights on to keep everything moving to keep this machine working but uh our so so it's not like it's not like glenn who manages them who's a former resident by the way uh it's not like glenn's you know living on some hilltop house here in town you know making bank you know glenn walks everywhere doesn't have a car glenn glenn lives in an apartment complex here in town you know where there's former residents that live right next door to him because it's cheap cheap rent and stuff um and and uh you know, none of us are taken home. I mean, look at our 990s, man. And nobody here is overpaid, trust me, <laughs> and, and everything. What we do is we pour everything right back into this stuff. But then in addition to that, 
What never gets reported is the countless clothes, you know, pounds of clothing that we give out that we just give away to people who, you know, when somebody calls up and says, hey, I know somebody whose house burnt down, you know, can you help them and stuff? You bet we can help them. You send them in and we'll make sure that they have everything they need to get them by. It may not be, you know, if, if we've got it and they need it, they can have it and we don't charge them for it and we don't charge anybody for it. We just make it happen. Um, we've, you know, I mean, I've seen... I've seen individual staff members who know somebody in town, you know, one of their friends that, that needs help moving. And so we borrow the mission truck and we'll go, hey, we'll go help you move. They're doing it on their weekend, you know, in, in their on their own spare time, still helping people because that's what we do. This is just once you get into that mode, it's hard to turn on. It's hard to turn it off. We oh, just right. we just always like helping people and it, and it becomes so satisfying and it's and, infectious. Uh, it, really it really is. is. Yeah. So it's a it's a neat thing. You know, I mean, I know uh, The Rock here. I think um, David James, who has been the longest, he's the second long, longest garden writer in the in the nation. He's been he's been writing a garden column consecutive consecutively uh, longer than anybody but one other person in the entire country. And uh, he just he just stepped down from that role, but he's been helping us with our garden for the longest time. He just, you know, he saw our expansion of our garden that we're doing uh, in the backside of the mission, and uh, he's like, great, you know, I was wondering why the Lord told me to plant all these extra plants and everything, but he planted, and he's going to be giving out at the rock, um, he's going to, he gave us to donate, he's given us to donate Cherry tomato plants. Oh, that's right. And uh, and so I'm going to end up with these gallon size, uh, you know, anywhere from four inch to gallon size cherry tomato plants. Sweet 100s. They're going to be fantastic. I'll tell you what. If you've never planted anything and and had it work well for you, cherry tomatoes. It's hard to fail. I mean, you you know, if you can't make a if you can't make cherry tomatoes work, you're in the wrong. Stick to plastic plants, you know, but. Uh, that's, but that's just the way it is. And, and that's what happens is we move from one good gift to the next. We keep doing it. We're, we're, we're doing, you know, just good things. Everybody involved here pitches in. Everybody involved here gives to far more than what we're doing just here. Grants Pass is, is a blessing to the Gospel Rescue Mission and the gospel rescue mission and everybody who's involved we are we are consciously always desiring to be a blessing to grants pass we we want to be a blessing to the community that we're in and we are blessed with this is a i grew up here it's yeah. a great community i i moved away for 20 years and came back and yeah it's wow yeah, good stuff. Well, Jim, um, I want to just thank you for your time today, and we'll probably talk, you know, again. We'll probably do another, maybe a little shorter podcast at some point in time in the future. But just talking about, uh, you know, other things because you and I have so much that we can talk about, and and uh, there's so many interesting things that happen in the day to day life of, of, of the kitchen, and uh, in the day to day life of of, of uh, our, you know, our, our our world, our politics, our all kinds of stuff. There's always fun stuff to talk about Christianity what's happening in the community um, I thank you for taking the time to do this and uh, and you know again uh, would encourage anybody uh, if you if you have at all you know you're listening to this and you're thinking man 
this really rings a, rings a um, you know a bell in my heart on something. You know, I would p- please reach out to us, uh, share this podcast with people that you know, um, you know that might also find this interesting. Other employers, other you know people, family members, whatever. Um, and of course, obviously, you can you can certainly donate to and continue to contribute to the good work that we're doing here. If you go onto our website, which is uh, grantspassmission.org. And then just look at the donate tab. If you click on the donate tab, um, it's super easy to donate to us. You know, online. It's super easy to uh, to keep to keep this thing going. Uh, you can do a reoccurring donation. You can do a one-time gift. We would really, really appreciate that. Obviously, when Thanksgiving comes up and Christmas comes up, you know, as we're getting close, sign up to come join us. Come down and meet Jim. Um, and uh, if you've got an extra uh, something growing in your garden that you think needs to go to the mission, um, by all means. Bring it by, and uh, and maybe you'll get a chance to meet Jim face to face. Great, great addition to our staff, and uh, we would love to. I know Jim would love to thank you personally. Um, so and share our garden with you. Absolutely, yeah. If you know anybody in need, come by and check us out. Anyways, um, that's that's the heart of the Gospel Rescue Mission. So follow us on Facebook. Uh, share this with your friends. Like us. Follow us. Encourage others to do the same. Thank you for listening. God bless you and have a great day.